back to the program, 0457 736 736. Uh, get us on the open line as well, 1300 01 1170. The two o'clock flock will be coming up very shortly as well. Love the show, Jimmy. L, question mark, question mark, star from Penrith. So I, <laughs> I think we can discount that as, as any sort of hard evidence. As we say, we go from the wolf to the bear to Glenn Hawk, who's in, he's in the studio and I'm WFH. Wednesday. How are you, Glenn? Jimmy Smith, great. I came in waiting to see you today, but um, <laughs> you're working from home. I've got your, your, your face here in the screen behind me, but uh, always good to chat to you, though. The good thing is you won't be disappointed that you didn't see me today. <laughs> yeah, we can, uh, so we've started our talk topic today, Glenn. Great injustices in sports. So yes. there's been some, you know, Reuben Carter, Sonny Bill Williams not winning the Clive Churchill medal in 2013. Coach K had a good one. Thierry Henry breaking the Irish hearts back in 2009 with qualifying for the 2010 Football World Cup. Have you got one? I've got a couple, Jimmy. What about the um, a great injustice that was overturned 31 years later? Of course, Jeff Fennick, Azuma Nelson. Oh, yes. Super yes. featherweight title back in 1991. A controversial draw 31 years later, 12 months ago now. Um, the, the Boxing Federation came out and said, Jeff, we've got that one wrong. Here's your here's your fourth world, world title 31 years later. So a great injustice at the time, but um, justice was served in the end. Uh, yeah, it took some time to serve yeah. it. I don't know. Hey, we spoke to Jeff after he'd been awarded that. We, we got him on mm. the line from Mexico, which was extraordinary. But I, I can't help but think that I'd be a little bit upset because if, if he'd have got that fourth world title, as you say, then we're talking at the time of one of the all-time greats, not of Australian boxing, but of world boxing. And that's what he was robbed of. And doesn't it open up a can of worms potentially as well? Is it every boxer who thought they might have had it served an injustice in the, on a yes. points decision somewhere? Do they all stick their hand up and say, well, actually, I'd like you to rescore my fight 10, 20, 30 years later as well. So that, that's a tough one as well. Yeah. Talk about a tough one. They had a win the other day, but what's going on with the Sydney Sixers in the WBBL game last night where they got pumped by the Scorchers, Alana King, the star. But I'm going to put it to you this way. Glenn, the Sixers have gone about the formation of their squad incorrectly. They've got Elise Perry, Ash Gardner, and Elisa Healy, out-and-out superstars. And then, well, let's just fill up the side. Is I might be a little harsh on the rest of the girls, but they, they seem to have got their, their squad off kilter a little. Thoughts? Oh, I think they're really missing Elisa Healy at this point in the game. And if six games into it, they've only picked up one win. And there's still plenty of cricket left in this season, but they're dropping too many more. They're, in a, they're a real risk of um, of not playing finals cricket in the WBBL this year. The experience that, that Elisa Healy, she's, she's one of the top three run scorers of all time in the WBBL. She's officially ruled out for the rest of the season. Not having her, her experience in the batting lineup as well. Um, Kate Pelly has come in. As the wicketkeeper, she's doing a, a she's doing a good job, but she's only a young person behind um, behind the stumps there as well. So I think they're really missing Elisa Healy and her experience in that batting lineup. I think that's a it's a glaring hole. Yeah, why is Elise Perry not bowling? That we, they they had had seven bowlers last night and she didn't bowl. She hasn't bowled much recently. The the recent series against uh, against the West Indies, she didn't bowl in the the one day as all the T Twenty internationals. I'm not too sure if it's a um, fitness thing, of course, a couple of years ago, she had the issues with the with the calf that blew out the cost of a spot in the the T Twenty World Cup. Uh, not too sure if it's a management thing, but yeah, she hasn't she hasn't put the ball in hand very often uh, of late, and they could really do with some experience with her, of her, particularly in those latter overs, as well as as well as Dash Gardner's sort of she's been that uh, 
that strike bowl at the back end. Alana King really did a job on her last night as well. 33 runs, I think, at the last couple of overs. In the end, that was the difference between the two sides. Yeah, yeah. Well, we go into Queensland too. Brisbane Heat, the women's, uh, they're 4-1. and one. The Thunder are 2-1. and one. Uh, and the Sixers are one in four. So at least we... Now, talk about injustices. You had a very good one coming out of the WBBL a couple of days ago. Yeah, look, a real piece of controversy that's come out of that, we don't have the third umpire slash DRS across all games. So the way the broadcast is at the moment, that, that Channel 7 does a number of games, Cricket Australia slash Fox stream the rest of those games. So the, the ones that Channel 7 do, they've got the full broadcast and they've got the DRS third umpire. Those games that are just live streamed, they don't have all the technology around them. They've only got a handful of cameras, so they don't have the availability of the third umpire. The game a couple of nights with the Thunder up against the, uh, the Hobart Hurricanes. Lazelle Lee outst- well, was given not outstumped. It was a howler from the umpire. Now, look, this is not umpire bashing. Like This, this happens. We get it wrong sometimes. But with the availability of the third umpire, that one's overturned very, very quickly. Lazelle Lee's given out for 10 instead of putting on 91 from 50-odd balls and, and totally changing the game. So Cricket uh, Australia has acknowledged at the moment or has acknowledged this week that it's something they need to look at. But when you've got different set of rules for different games within the same competition, it makes it really, really hard. So, yeah, a bit of an injustice there for the, for the Sydney Thunder. No, this is not umpire bashing. We generally do that after about 2.30, umpire and referee <laughs> bashing. So uh, send, send in your text messages then. Uh, just thought it must be a cost thing, obviously. What's it co- do we know? What does it cost to have DRS at games that are just live streamed as opposed to broadcast? Well, I, I think they just don't have the availability of the, availability of the technology. You know, with the, right. I did the game out at Cricket Central last week with the, the Thunder taking on the, the Renegades. It was just live streamed. And it was explained, you know, I'm no technical wizard by a long, a long way. But as it was explained to me, they've got a half a dozen cameras. Those cameras via mobile phone kind of technology send their signal back to, uh, to Artarman. And it's then all uh, mixed up and, and sent back out as a broadcast. So there's a delay there. So right. sending the signal back to the venue again, there's a delay. So they just can't do it. They just don't have the, um, the technology to do it. I think obviously the the broadcast, what Channel Seven do, the cost to put that game on would be significantly more than than streaming it. So it, it's going, sure. it's it's a cost thing, uh, and until they, I suppose, come down to a, a deal with the broadcasters and uh, and Cricket Australia to to put a full broadcast on all those games, they're not going to have it. But it's going, it's costing teams games at the moment, or potentially back into the season. It might be one that the Thunder look back on and think those two points could have been really valuable. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, we've got a cracking game tonight in the ICC Cricket World Cup. New Zealand up against South Africa. Last night, Pakistan over Bangladesh. Before that, Afghanistan had a bit of a giant killer in this tournament. Uh, Beat Sri Lanka as well. And all eyes on Saturday night where Australia take on England. They've cleared out a bit, haven't they, these four sides at the top of the ladder, uh, Glenn? And it, it looks like that... It's just a matter of where they finish for the semi-finals. Do you see it that way? I tell you what, Jimmy. This this game against England, it, it scares me a little bit. Like let's oh, let's on. forget about let's forget about where England's sitting uh, in this competition. As soon as these two teams go head to head, it is going to be it's on for young and old. They really don't like each other in the scheme of things uh, at the moment. But uh, look on the form that the Australian team put on the park the other night. That, that was that was probably one of the best one day games that I've ever seen and was a record for the most number of runs in a game, you know, all going down to that last over. If Australia can reproduce that, they should demolish England. But 
this England side, they've still got plenty of talent in it. And I think we've all just been waiting for them to get it all together in this um, in this World Cup. I think it's going to be too late for them to, to contest the finals, but they can be a real giant killer coming into these last few rounds now. Did you see the comments of Michael Vaughan and then uh, Owen Morgan hinted at it as well that, surprise, surprise, England, the ECB have announced a contract list in the middle of a World Cup and some blokes are on it and some blokes aren't on it. And guess what? They're a little upset about it. Like that, that timing, like could you be so out of touch? Absolutely mind-boggling that yeah. you've got a World Cup campaign that's going down the toilet. Let's just hit the flush button by by um, announcing these contracting in the middle of it. As you say, there's guys in the contract, or some guys on the contract, some aren't, but we've still got to get them together and uh, and work together as a team. Absolutely mind-boggling. Can't believe it. Yeah. Now, the other one I thought was interesting, and it's Davey Warner came out, and he, he basically had a shot at all the critics. And he's having a great World Cup, and that's fantastic. He's announced that... Uh, SCG test match next year. That'll be his last test match. So, uh, but no, nah, I just make everyone look stupid. It's sort of this victim mentality. He must just, it must work for, he must use that as motivation, Glenn, because I, I hear that. And then I hear Daly Cherry Evans, who's, you know, 34 years of age in the best form of his career, you could argue, maybe there by default because Nathan Cleary is out injured. And he's just saying, well, I'm here to enjoy what the opportunities are given to me and I know I'm not around forever. It's amazing the different mindset that these elite athletes use to, to get them motivated for, for games and uh, for tournaments. Yeah. You like to hope that Dave is using that as motivation because he's, he's not endearing himself to the, the public with, with statements no. like this for sure. And as you said, DC, he's, he sounds like he's just loving footy at the moment, loving being part of it and, and just loving the end of this ride that he's now on. But Dave, can you just score the runs? Keep your head. We, like, we yeah. love a humble champion in Australia. That's that's how yeah. we love our champions. We don't need him to carry on like this, Dave. We love him. What you see, his display in this World Cup has shown that he's still got he's still got it. He can still play. Whether that's going to trans you know transform into test into the test arena the um in you know come December, but at the moment, Dave, just score the runs, mate. Can we just enjoy and, that? Yeah. Here's the other problem too, Glenn. Next game, first over, Nick's off to first slip or, you know, bat well outside, pad drags it back on for a third ball duck. Then everyone goes, see, David, we told you. Do you, like, re- you, know, do you reckon whoever's, whoever's going to open for England is going to go right arm around the wicket, Davey, off that first <laughs> over? They'll, they will be queuing up uh, to have oh. a crack at him first over. And, you know, if he, the mindset he's in at the moment, though, he'll take the long handle to it and um, and swing hard early and, and try and play them off. But... Um, yeah, look, I love, absolutely loved watching Davey over the years, but um, just turn it, just tone it down, mate. Come on, yeah. just tone it down a bit. I'll tell you what I love here on the afternoons every now and then, Glenn, just getting in a stoush with the listeners. Uh, but what's even better is when the listeners have a stoush with the listeners. So uh, <laughs> Andrew, Andrew from Manly Weather, the wolf seems to travel a lot unnecessarily. Sure, he's not elbow undercover. So that's, <laughs> thank you, Andrew, for me. And then Spart has replied, uh, Bear Grylls would have needed every survival skill he possessed <laughs> after sharing a table with the wolf. <laughs> oh, keep going, boys. Keep going. Get stuck into it. All right, uh, Glenn, we've got to get ourselves to a break and then we're back with more. Stick around. You're listening to Afternoons on SEN. What about that? We've been talking about bears and wolves. We've got Glenn Hawke on. And I haven't even asked this too, Glenn. Any relation to Robert James Lee? My, Former Prime Minister. 
my dear departed grandfather, who was a, a staunch Labor man and union man, always used to like to tell everyone that uh, he was a distant cousin. But I, look, there may be some some way down the path, but no, no relation. I did get to meet uh, the great man at the SCG a few years ago now. We were both walking out at the same time and I, and I couldn't pass up the opportunity to go and uh, to say hello to the great Robert James Lee Hawk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, very The most charismatic man I've ever seen yeah. as a young person. He came to our school when I was in year nine and I've, he, he was glowing. Mm. He might have been on the sunbed or something, <laughs> but he was seriously glowing. So we've got Lamb coming up too, Adrian Lamb. He'll be on the menu a little bit later on, the Kangaroos assistant coach. Now, you and I have very different thoughts on Eddie Jones and what Phil War could have or should have done with Japanese rugby, Glenn. Yeah, look, I think in terms of Eddie Jones now – and Phil War had his say yesterday. I think it's time for everyone just to put a line underneath this solid Eddie Jones era and and move on. Like we can't change what happened with the World Cup now, as as dreadful as what it was and as dreadful as the outcomes were for Australian rugby. We just got to look forward now. We got to put it behind us and uh, and move on. But you know, in terms of Phil War, he, he copped a lot around this. Was Eddie Jones, you know, having been interviewed, was there Zoom meetings with Japanese rugby? Should he have done more? Should he have asked more questions? My thought around that, Jimmy, is that if, if someone here found out or, or thought that you were getting interviewed by 2GB, by Triple M, could they just <laughs> ring you up? Or could they ring that station and go, is Jimmy Smith getting interviewed for a job there now? Like, whoever that, that other person or the other group was, they're not going to give you up or they're not going to provide those sort of confidential details. So I, I, I don't think Phil War, even if he rang Japanese rugby, whether they were obliged to tell them what was going on. Yeah. Watch out, Deb Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's coming. But, 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 but I do know that, it, you know, why wouldn't they take me at my word if I, if I was here and just... Uh, the problem is, if Eddie bobs up at Japanese rugby, everyone's going to go, told you so. Told you so. Oh, I think it's a dollar so, four that it's <laughs> he's going to pop right. up there eventually. Um, but, you know, who's who's responsible for asking the question? What obligations have they got to answer those questions at that point? You know, I, I think that's um, – there's a few HR issues and the people who are across HR issues a lot better than me who'll be um, answering those questions. But as I said, Jimmy, I, I think it's time for just let's continue to move forward. Eddie's done. Let's look towards a new era of rugby in Australia, whatever that mm. now looks like. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, I think people have had enough. Probably people have had enough. Mate. Great to chat again, as we do on a Wednesday, uh, and I'll see you next week. Thanks, Jimmy. Glenn Hawke there uh, with all the latest, uh, getting across all the sporting news. All right, let's break, and then we're back with more.